0: Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. <laughs> it's time to hate watching us. Welcome
1: to our show where Kirsty mostly makes scary faces at me through <laughs> FaceTime. And also, um Where we talk about the things we love and hate and love to hate. (laughs) This week we're talking about a... A hate slash love to hate?
0: I think this is going to come in as, like, a very traditional hate watch in a way that we have not done in, like, a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This movie... Had so many ups and downs, peaks and valleys, just everywhere you look. Yeah. And during those peaks, I would do things like send text messages to Kelsey that said, but is this good? (laughs) (laughs) And then during the valleys, I would just think, help. She' would
1: send me messages that say i I think I hate this I can't I this is not for me I hate
0: this so much I hate this so much but but you get that like absolute contact high yeah you do you that do. sense of just delighting in the roller coaster of emotions yeah of this insane thing that you're experiencing that the world yeah. has inflicted upon you for reasons you can't explain. Right, exactly. Yes. So,
1: um, to be clear, this is a listener-submitted request for, uh, what we have coined Jeff Bezos's Pierced Dead Cinderella.
0: (laughs) Rolls off the tongue. Jeff Bezos presents...
1: Well, the thing about it is, like, not enough people are making that particular joke in the world, and it needs yes. to be out there because, like, we've got Disney's Cinderella, yeah. we've got Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, and now
0: f- we've for got some Jeff godforsaken
1: Jeff reason, Bezos's yeah, we've got, got Jeff Bezos's Cinderella. <laughs> Man went to space and made a Cinderella this year, and like,
0: and what have Here. you been doing? Here's to you, here's JP. to you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Ah, killing the carpet budget one weird remake at a time. Yeah. But the real shout-out, I think, goes to Pierce Dad. Oh, my
1: God. We'll get
0: there. I just want to throw it out there that this film, and all of its success, belongs solely to Pierce Dad.
1: I want to throw it out there that when I finished this movie, I in all seriousness, said to Kirsty that Pierce Dad has earned an Oscar for this role. And I and don't I take it back. No, I, I agree with this. I don't take it back.
0: He, he was the most believable human being in this film. He knew the job he was here to do, and he did it. I, You know, I think that a thing that's beautiful to me is a thing we've said about Daniel Radcliffe a million times over, which is that Pierce Dad, for one reason or another, has reached the point in his career Where, like, he just doesn't have a flying fuck to give. Not only that,
1: but, like, he chose this particular corner of media to (laughs) To be people's crusty dads. We talked about this at dinner tonight. We were, like, talking about James Bond and talking about Pierce Dad. And I was like, he made an active choice at some point in the last 10 years to say, Mamma Mia, yes. Eurovision, yes. yes. Jeff, Jeff Bezos, Bezos and Cinderella. Cinderella.
0: <laughs> yes. Just the random crusty ass dad mm-hmm. in weird musicals.
1: But they're all correct.
0: They are all correct.
1: For him. And not
0: correct he's in general. <laughs> I disagree. The only one yeah. that I think is incorrect is his character in Mamma Mia, and that's because other than singing S.O.S., they gave him <laughs> nothing to do. The screen singing is the only he thing he gets to do. He should have been Colin
1: Firth, really.
0: <laughs> Although no one can be Colin Firth.
1: No, I don't want to take that away from him either. No. Like...
0: And you need a scars guard, so, like...
1: Yeah, no, you do. We just need more dads somehow. <laughs>
0: More we had, like, so five dads, more and do. three of them were Pierce. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Proliferate the dads.
0: <laughs> they just, like, they were like, okay, Pierce dad in this film is the default, yeah. so we don't really have to worry about him, because right, he's just, right. like, default man.
1: You know what, though? This was, like, his by all accounts, first venture into this, like, part of the world. So maybe they didn't even know what they were going to get.
0: They didn't know what he was capable of. They didn't know. Now we know. know. Now we're just like, we'll see where he goes next. I don't know. And and that's what I want to know, is, like, what else is out there? What else can we give to Pierce Dad? Christmas in the Square,
1: too.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Can you imagine? I don't think I can handle... (laughs) <laughs> Treat Williams, my dad, and Pierce dad, there at the same time.
1: But they feel like oddly suited to be. I don't know.
0: Like I can counter do counter to each other. I can do Colin Firth, my uncle dad, and Pierce dad together. I don't think I can do my Treat Williams dad and Pierce dad together.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be
0: something, huh? There's an energy in this conversation that no one besides the two of us can understand. <laughs>
1: No, we're very sorry. So okay, let's take this opportunity to back up. Do well. Do we need to do a core core? Do we still do core core? We were doing them, but I I, I don't know.
0: Depends on if you have
1: a core core to share.
0: I, not in particular. I got into dip manicures this week. That's my story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching an unhinged season of Below Deck, so that's what I'm doing.
0: Oh my god! I'm so excited that Kelsey's watching this season.
1: I'm genuinely horrified from start like, to finish. It's like, it's one of the most buckwild things. The most alarming part of this season so far is a legitimate drunken argument in which someone calls someone else buddy boy. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, oh my. Oh my.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my. Unhinged. Uh, anyway. Unhinged. Anyway. Let's, we're let's, gonna, yeah.
1: Let's just push this unhinged energy towards...
0: Let's get into a, a blue penis-shaped missile and fly ourselves the 45 seconds into the atmosphere that it takes for this film to establish its plot. It
1: Whew! so beautiful. So, okay, so this movie we learned about during, like, the peak of Quar... not core core but just core um and it was because we were on imdb talking about our dad and we saw he was in this cinderella and at the time i don't think amazon was even attached to it in a public way and the cast was on there and it was totally not clear whether this was going to be like a new Rogers and Hammerstein's, and I kind of thought it was. That was our Dis-
0: impression at the time.
1: Disney had just released, or they were just about to release, the 97 version, I think. I yeah.
0: don't know. And um, also, who would have guessed that given that that version is out there, yeah, that Jeff Bezos would feel the need?
1: Right. We've seen so many, and they've already done a Disney live-action one. Yeah. That I have not seen, thank God. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, we have many, many Cinderella's. We really don't need more. But it sounded like this was going to be, like, the queer version of Rodgers and Hammerstein
0: somehow. Yes. And it <laughs> was like, yes, I do want that, That actually. would have been so much more compelling.
1: Yeah. And instead, we got, like, a jukebox <laughs> musical Version? Yeah. Question mark? Like. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's like a fever dream. This film feels so dated to me because it feels like, it feels like, it feels like a little bit of like a late 90s, early 2000s thing. And specifically the way in which they try to pull in pop songs and cover them. And make it, like, plot-relevant. Which was, like, a thing for a window of time that nobody well, needed. This was made by the person who made Pitch Perfect,
1: so that tricks. Uh, like, Glee did this, Pitch Perfect did this. Yeah. And, but it, it does feel like it's
0: something we don't need. It feels so <laughs> dated. And then, I wish I could remember, there was something from the beginning specifically that, like, really feels like... Hardcore 1997. Like, they were trying to recapture some of the energy of the Rogers and Hammerstein. That's literally my first note is this has unhinged 97
1: Rogers and Hammerstein vibes. Like, yeah. it's that first opening scene, so they do the big town scene that's always in the beginning where they're like, this is my town that I live in, and blah 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 blah. Look at all the people. And they do all these, like, big dance numbers, and they definitely had the same energy and the same, like, we're in Southern California making this aesthetic and also like the really colorful costume aesthetic. Like they were trying to
0: recreate it. It felt like was in the narration. There's something about being in a small village where people live as they have for centuries before. And I literally made it a solid like four minutes into that scene before I realized that this was Cinderella and not beauty and the beast. I was so lost. I was completely lost. Yep. I, like, went along with it, and then at some point I was like, wait a second, I don't, which, which one is this? <laughs> Where are I we? I mean, they're very, they're very similar. <laughs> it's fine.
1: <laughs> they're very similar. It's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I do kind of wish we'd had a cameo from that guy, whose name I am not thinking of right now, the short guy. Josh Gad? No, not Josh. Ew! <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: No! I was concerned. I was concerned.
1: Please, please hold. Um, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about when his f- fucking name comes back into my head. Concerned. Jason Alexander. Oh, okay. I kind of wish he'd Less been there. concerned. <laughs> just, just for funsies. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah, so... The... Like... Take they have for this story that makes it like modernized <laughs>
0: I can't. I'm shaking my head because I already fucking can't.
1: Is that Cinderella is not so much like a slave stuck in this house but more that she's wants to be an, an entrepreneur and she can't because of society. They try to put this like very weird Austin sort of societal regency limits on on her that Mm -hmm. like don't actually necessarily make sense. Like they're not grounded in the world of Cinderella because it's a fucking fairy tale. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't quite understand this choice, but the whole thing is that she just lives with her step, siblings and stepmother and she wants to design clothes and sell them, but she's not allowed to sell them because that's not what a like respectable woman would do who is should just be looking for a husband. So they try to put this like it is, it's like a Jane Austen Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all must just, you know any woman must be in want of a fucking nope. Any man must <laughs> must be in want of a wife. Whatever the fuck that line is. <laughs> that's exactly what they're trying to do though is just do this like fucking like the siblings like the the whole thing is just that they are looking for a husband and not that they're inherently
0: and the stepmother making her miserable yeah I mean they're like low key abusive of her but like the stepmother mostly her angle is like she just wants to offload her so she like desperately wants her to find any old husband well, like they also wants-
1: try this whole humanizing arc with her that's, like, so not necessary <laughs>
0: either. I, the number of questions I have about what <laughs> they were trying to accomplish, I said this to you, and I think it applies to this specific point, and I think it applies overall, is that I have never been less clear of what an art was attempting to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. I, this yeah. whole thing as one art, I don't know what it wants from me. I don't know what it wants from itself. I don't know what it wants from the world. And yet it's here, trying. It It is taking a real
1: swing. Yeah.
0: It, yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it has big, like, this, that family has big, like, Featherington energy, mm-hmm. too. And I know when we watched the 97 version, I said the Featheringtons came from the 97 version. So I do appreciate the continuity and just making them the most for no reason other no than reason. That it's fun. But me personally, I don't ever need Adina Menzel in anything ever.
0: That's I just, good.
1: she's not for me. The only I time
0: <laughs> I was thrilled about it is that is, um, Idina Menzel does a very specific type of female villain very well. And they were sort of trying to riff on that in this film and didn't quite do it. Because Mm -hmm. I think the character she's playing is, like, a little too basic. But there is one line where she, they're all, like, getting ready to go somewhere to the market or some shit. And um, Cinderella's talking about going to the ball and Idina Menzel's like, no, we're not doing that. And after giving her this whole, like, dressing down, she says, smile, every woman's more valuable when she smiles. And that Mm -hmm. was a very good line read.
1: there were like bits in here. Mm-hmm. Like there were little glimmers of like, oh, that was actually like kind of good.
0: Yeah. But that was like a very good moment.
1: Her as a performer is just too much for me. And Correct. like I it's just, just too fucking much. Correct. It's,
0: I, like no. Um I felt like we've said this about other actors in movies like this before, but I feel like this film existed for her to just cash a check, like mm-hmm. you know, it was easy money, and I feel like you could see it in her eyes. Like at any given moment, she just looked fully dead inside.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm very partial to. If we're gonna have stepmom here, it's got to be Bernadette Peters, or else like Agreed. I don't want it. I agree with that. I'm very attached to her in that role, so that's she also has the part correct this, stepmother but, like, energy. She does. And like, I think it's just the theater kid vibes are too much for me, (laughs) but also the moment that I had my first actual meltdown watching this was when they did
0: Material Girl. I, so I saw that (laughs) going around in a clip on Twitter and that scene is all I learned about this film. And it just like popped up. Like Twitter was just like, we just got this. And we don't know what to do and i also didn't know what to do no that was alarming and that so this whole film has wicked filmed in the bubble vibes mm. there are multiple moments where it feels like they shipped an iphone to someone to like film in their house and then just spliced it together <laughs> and i'm <laughs> not God. saying that's actually what happened um, but that's what it felt like happened, and that scene is one right. of those moments where they were like, "We have to maintain social distancing." So, Idina and you two other people, what if you just walk around a clothing line? We can keep right. you six feet apart that way. <laughs> you're you're right. No, that is that is the vibe. It's all. It's
1: gonna be like such a weird time and.
0: I feel like it'd be, like, a fun Visual game. Visual medium history. 10 to 20 years to to just, like, watch movies without dates and try to guess if it was a bubble production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It's very weird. It's, like, a
0: little bit uncanny. There's... It's very uncanny. There's a scene, and then we'll get back to what we were actually discussing, um, but there's a scene... Uh, the scene where Billy Porter is the fairy godmother. Oh, God. just <laughs> That yes. honestly, I think was like the only good casting, other than Pierce dad, obviously. But any any criticisms, I think you can it just may assume have been we're not talking good about good dad. But it
1: was horrifying writing. But okay,
0: horrifying writing. But um, there's a moment after he has, I think, done his magic to turn her into having a dress or whatever, where yeah. they're singing a song together in the courtyard, mm-hmm. and they are very clearly lit differently than each other, and both of them Mm. are lit differently than the courtyard. And I was like, this is literally just filmed in portrait mode. Like, you literally each just, like, filmed these and sent them into an editor. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It's so wild.
1: Um, well, okay, let's talk about the singing for a minute. no,
0: no, no. So, (laughs)
1: like, I think you and I had the same reaction,
0: to Camilla Cabello. Literally. Why does she sing like that?
1: Why? It's like, I mean, I told you at the time, I said, I don't know what is the worst offense, the CGI in this movie or the auto tune. And I still stand by that, but I think it may be the auto tune. Like, I don't know enough about her to know if this is like her,
0: her brand sound. (laughs) Like, I think it might be, um, she was in fifth harmony. Um, I only have a loose understanding of Is them, like but Carl's they were five from. Eva? Yeah, it's like, but it's okay. like teen girls, Five Eva. It's like modern day Cheetah Girls. Sure. Okay. Um, Yeah, it was because forever's too short. It, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> really, um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to send this to you, but too many computers. Anyway, she was in Fifth Harmony. And, uh, which, they got famous because of X Factor. Um, and then I think she... Is she British? No.
1: No. X Factor US.
0: Wasn't that a UK thing? I don't fucking know. I... I don't know. Every don't engage go, with this every stuff. Every reality show exists on every continent, so I just, I don't know. I don't fair, know. fair. Fair. Um, and then she went on to do, like, solo releases and, um, apparently has done other stuff. I don't fucking know, but she literally sings like Ashley Simpson. Yeah. On her early two thousands album.
1: It's like this very like nasally sound that I think is a product of auto tune more than being nasally.
0: (laughs) Correct. And she also doesn't like move her mouth. Mm. So, all of her consonants are like smushed and there's no vowels. Yeah.
1: It's. J- I just don't know. Like, it was kind of insufferable. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but
1: I don't know if that's like just her normal. How she is. And we're gonna make a lot of enemies today. I don't know. But to me.
0: I'm not in was... the target demo for this chick. I don't care.
1: I mean, if you're gonna do runs, be fucking brandy. sorry
0: you know what's awful is you said if you want to do one and it immediately flashed in that fucking one in a million song (laughs) that they play 400 million times oh
1: i hate that song
0: yeah you're only allowed so many reprises before you have to stop and they like went way over their quota They went way over. I feel like three is your max and even like Moana was really pushing it. (laughs) But like this film absolutely is like so far over quota they should be arrested.
1: (laughs) 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 Um Okay, so let me go back to the other offense uh in this movie, which is the CGI. Specifically the mouse CGI. I, I what was just the point wanna of the mice? Say, I just wanna say, okay. The mouse CGI from <laughs> Jeff Bezos's Cinderella, it's the same technology that got the man in space. <laughs> like, they are one in the same somehow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's so real. It's so correct. I know exactly what you mean. It's just. Fucking. Like,
1: like, what is happening?
0: Oh my god. Like, like the low Earth orbit. Yeah, yes, yes. Of CGI. Yes. They were like... even He didn't even reach low Earth orbit. Like, it wasn't even that. <laughs> I know. It's literally, like, he literally did what those, like, gravity planes do, you know, that, like, go yeah. up and do the G-forces. I've seen video
1: games with better CGI, like, for a fucking yeah. handheld device than this movie did.
0: For James Corden like, and his why? mouse friends. And for like, <laughs> like, no why? reason. And then the mice become people and just do dick jokes for three scenes.
1: Which, like, honestly, okay. <laughs> it's <was> like, why? Why? <laughs> What you like, didn't mind that. <laughs> I could have done without
0: Idina
1: Menzel has to go, but they can keep the dick jokes with
0: the mind. Kelsey wants no Idina Menzel and she wants to replace all of Idina's screen time with James Gordon making dick jokes. jokes. I just want to make sure you heard her say it. If these
1: are my choices <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh my god. But like, yeah, the mouse, the mouse CGI
0: bad. I'm still so traumatized by their like flash mob that they did in LA where James Corden was just like hip thrusting cars in traffic while wearing a mouse suit. (laughs) I'm sorry,
1: is that a thing? <laughs> Did you miss this? Yes. This was like
0: an entire week on Twitter.
1: I try not to engage G- with James Corden. I, what makes you think i
0: <laughs> <laughs> James Corden Twitter? I'm out here living my life. Oh my god. <laughs> Apparently I'm now the target demographic for James Corden. <laughs> so congrats, you're over 30. You're- <laughs> You're the one who wants him to make dick jokes the whole movie. Um, oh so they did this just this promotional <laughs> this promotional, flash mob in the streets of LA where they, like, stopped traffic. And the whole cast just, like, danced and sang songs. And so there's, like, a video in particular that went viral. And, like, um, what's her face? Camilla was, like, in front of all the cars, like, dancing and the rest of the cast is, like, dancing. And then James Corden just fucking, like, rolls up in a mouse suit and goes up to the passenger window and is like, yeah. <laughs> <No>, thank you. <laughs> it's worth noting that I just learned in this moment that I don't mechanically know how to do a hip thrust, but. <laughs> but she
1: tried. I tried. <laughs> I
0: tried so hard. Oh my god, it's really funny. I'll send it to you when we're done recording, but like, help, help so much. Yeah, wow. Why are we still doing flash mobs?
1: Wow, why? <laughs> it was a staged flash mob, don't worry about it. Yeah, well. They paid everyone in that car to sit there. Obvious. <laughs> in a panini.
0: <laughs> in this economy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh my lord. Okay, I
1: want to get pissed about <laughs> Billy Porter's writing for a minute and then okay. I want to get into some good shit.
0: Okay, great.
1: Um, This was discussed at length on the internet, so I don't really need to be the one to say this, but his writing was offensive.
0: And bad. <laughs> it was a very poor use of Paying him hundreds of thousands or more to be there.
1: Specifically making him say yes, future queen,
0: yes. Help. help, Just help. 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 Why?
1: I mean, he was the correct choice and, like, the worst implementation of that choice. Correct.
0: Yeah. And, like, I want to know for him, too, like, he must have read his script and been like, Really? Yeah. And so for him, was it also just easy money? Yes. Like whatever, probably. Jeff Bezos. It's I will... JB money.
1: It doesn't even count.
0: JB money. I fuck it. Like, I don't know. I thought it was also useless. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: Okay. We haven't addressed, before we move on to anything positive, we have not addressed the whole ass entire storyline about Princess Gwen.
1: Okay. Are we getting there? Are we saying this is a negative?
0: I, okay. 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 (laughs) This is divisive. Is this the first ever? (laughs) All right, so talk to me about this.
1: So Princess Gwen is like a new ad for this PDC, and <laughs> Jeff Bezos is fierce dad, Cinderella for those of you who aren't keeping up with
0: the acronym. If you're not conversant. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, she is like the younger sister to the Prince that we will also address because we haven't gotten there yet, but yes, her whole deal is that she has really good ideas about progressive government in this fake universe and they keep being like not now and so they keep being
0: like you're a woman and your dumb brother is gonna be king so just sit there quietly and be a princess but her whole bit
1: is to be like in in bad timing scenarios be like is this a good time to talk about this and it's like a little bit funny because they're they're very specific to this point in time and not actually specific to this fantasy land for usual, but (laughs) they, it worked for me, I will say. So,
0: okay. I don't, I mean,
1: I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel because this whole thing was like a, a nightmare for me.
0: So I'm just, I don't know if we're this, I might be like just getting there too soon or whatever, but I have two issues with it. One of them is plot specific and one of them is like an overarching issue with this entire fucking movie. So the uh-huh. plot specific one is that, spoiler alert, in the end, um, Cinderella girl boss is so hard that she gets the prince to not want to be king and somehow convinces Pierce dad to give the throne to Princess Gwen. Yeah. But there's no point in which this like happens. It's just like... There's a heartwarming scene at the end where they're like, oh, and now we will coordinate you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is stupid. Yeah. Just unnecessary. But my bigger issue with it is that as we already like touched on at the beginning, the whole like narrative thrust of this is just girl bossing too close to the sun. Yeah. And so they had to shoehorn in another girl boss character. Yeah. Yeah. For shits and giggles, so here's Princess Gwen. Right. And I didn't need it. That's that's fair. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. When she comes. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. When she comes. She'll be coming round the mountain. She'll be coming round the mountain.
1: She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. You know what, Kirstie? What, Kelsey? Am I, Kelsey? <laughs> I am stewing in my own anger (laughs) that we got interrupted
0: (laughs) 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 and now we're we're back back. that was great and now we're back we had a a brief interruption yep and um we are back now so we believe our train of thought had something to do with how this film girl boss too close to the sun and that's why I'm mad at princess Gwen and Kelsey isn't
1: yep I do think this, this film absolutely girl bust too close to the sun. And I, d- I see what they were trying to do there because they were trying to like replace the, the signature wedding with the signature coronation. And I get it.
0: And it was like something, something genre. But I think like at this point in my life, I don't need to be pandered to with like, girl power feminism I you know absolutely what I mean? don't
1: either the The specific part of Gwen that I enjoyed was her popping up in like every inopportune moment to be like is this a good time to talk about how we can reduce climate
0: whatever greenhouse gases I mean that does feel a little bit like it hits close to home on certain characters mm. who may or may not be present in this podcast <laughs> no I know that's why it was funny <laughs> I felt seen And maybe that's why I'm mad at her.
1: I'm the one who took shit at my wedding for having signs for recycling and trash (laughs) and compostables. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. I literally had to explain compost to a group of people this weekend. Yeah, I bet you did. I sure did. I'll tell you that story later, but... (laughs) um, Anyway, I just didn't need it. I didn't so I didn't need Princess Gwen, and I didn't okay. need her being coronated, and I didn't need the way in which she was coronated. Didn't and need I that, d- no. I didn't need the prince, whatever the fuck his name was, being characterized as Peter from The Great.
1: He definitely watched that show. Mm-hmm.
0: A and thousand percent. Like,
1: this is exactly what I'm going to do. This
0: is who I'm going to be. I didn't, and then I didn't need, like, the Idina Menzel feminine empowerment. No, no. Bit. And I know. I definitely didn't need the entire plot being centered around the Cinderella entrepreneurship as empowerment like, bit. Ella's designs or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Dresses by Ella. Yeah. And, like, I didn't need the prince giving up the throne- to travel the world okay. As, as everyone, like it's like feminism is everyone's empowerment, including this guy. Okay. See, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the biggest meltdown I had, no, it's not the second biggest meltdown I had was when you this said the movie, whole, like
0: last 20 minutes. Yeah. Was the, just last, like, the
1: last 20 minutes is bad, but it started when they decided that Cinderella was actually going to be Megxit.
0: Yeah. And I know,
1: like, Megxit is a fraught term. I understand why I support that discussion. It's just that it's just that
0: doesn't flow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, like, when she was just like, you should, like, be free from this archaic institution, and I'm gonna follow my dreams and push progressive... Messages about gender equality and you can have it all. And like, I, I strongly believe in that for the Sussex family, and I don't believe in it for the fucking Jeff Bezos Cinderella.
0: <laughs> Literally, no person, no believable human being of this woman's station would have looked a God's honest prince in the face in a ball where she had been blessed by magic to be there at, like, the moment of a marriage proposal and would have been like, "Mm, I have prospects for maybe making a dress for someone. So I'm not going to marry you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one would turn down a kingdom for that. No. And if they did, then I honestly don't believe in them as an entrepreneur. You, your business model is going to be way more successful if you're married to the actual literal king of the kingdom. Yep. Than if you're just some fucking rando from Idina Menzel's basement. Lizzie Bennet got Pemberley after all, guys. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Kirsty made a face like she totally didn't get that right for- <laughs> Drink twice. <laughs> you watched Pride and Prejudice. You have a children's book of Friday and Prejudice. How, how much more can I help you?
0: <laughs> I mean I get it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. yeah.
1: My feeling that Megxit was commodified by mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos is mm-hmm. like very upsetting to me. I agree with you. I didn't love it. I agree. I would rather Lifetime commodify it, honestly. Well,
0: because at least Lifetime was honest about its intentions. Somewhat. Lifetime was like, we come to you today <laughs> to give you. He's starting up with a sermon. To give you what we believe to be the next closest retelling of these people's lives. Yeah. And Jeff Bezos was like, I come to you today to give you Cinderella? Adjacent.
1: (laughs) What if Cinderella, but a ring camera for the entire inside of your house?
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) <laughs> ah. Yikes.
1: Ships
0: um, in two days. Oh. <laughs> so all of this started um, because you wanted to pivot to the things you thought were good. Right. So despite
1: the, the prince being a total ripoff of Nicholas Holt, he wasn't the worst
0: prince I've ever seen. I enjoyed seen. him. I actually thought he was a fun character.
1: I thought he was good.
0: Um I thought he bit the vibe.
1: I agree.
0: Like he and Pierce Dad, I think understood the vibe.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm 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 ready to talk about Pierce Dad. in that he is amazing. Um <laughs> he knew exactly what the assignment was, which was to just do the most. Yes. And he that shining moment at the end of the movie where he does a grand romantic gesture because his wife is like, you don't even, like, show that you appreciate me or whatever. The classic argument and grand mm-hmm. gesture follow-up. Um, and he... He does a song. Yes. <laughs> he does. And it's... Just... It is the campiest fucking thing and it's so good. And he, it's... It's not even, like, SOS where, like, he was trying. He's trying in a very different way here.
0: No, because he's now entered the phase of his career where he has no fucks to give. Yeah. Correct. So, like, in in his Mamma Mia times, he was trying to be, like, a certain type of performer. Yeah. That he had never been. Yeah. And now he's, like, grown into it where he yeah. doesn't have to try anymore. He just gets to show up on set and be yeah. like, I'm the Grizzly Dad. Yeah. What am I doing today?
1: He's like, I know I can't sing, and I'm still gonna do it. Don't even bother auto-tuning me. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. <laughs> but he delivers. That five Every damn time. ...is the best part of that whole damn movie.
0: I, like, rode the contact high from his first scene, like, yeah. all yeah. the way through the yeah. end of the
1: first act. Agreed, agreed.
0: There's, like, a long section of that whole first act that's absolute garbage, but I was just, like, ready to fucking rumble because Pierce's dad delivered so hard in his first scene.
1: In the first scene, he says, I'm stowing in my own anger. Like I know.
0: <laughs> it's, it's great. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful work.
1: It's great. Yeah, he's, I, he's an Oscar contender for me.
0: Absolutely. Oscar worthy. Because he just, he sold it. Yeah. He sold the performance. Yeah. Um, I am almost ready to say, officially on record, that it is fully worth watching the entirety of the film just for Pierce Dad. Yeah, agreed. Agreed.
1: And if you're, like, willing to go on the journey to, like, have a few meltdowns along the way and, like, have fun with it.
0: You will, for sure, have meltdowns. So the biggest meltdown I had, go ahead. I was just gonna say I low-key want to watch it a couple more times. Wow. Not, like, in the way that I watch movies I like, but I kind of just want, like, I kind of want to just marinate in it a little bit longer, because I think there's some stuff I missed.
1: I just don't think I can listen to the Million and One song again. I can't.
0: I said this to you, but I have rarely been so fucking grateful that I no longer work with children in the age demographic mm-hmm. for this film. Mm-hmm. Because the go noodle remakes of the song and the kids bop remakes of the song Mm. and the YouTube just dance videos for the song and the kids doing like their own covers of the song for talent shows and then people doing the song on TikTok, I just like could not I I would have I would have died. I would have died. Well like like who is this movie for? (laughs) I unclear, honestly. I think it must be for like 3rd through 7th grade girls.
1: But the, all of the musical references are, like... Are old? Firmly for Gen X and, like, later millennials. Yeah. Earlier, whatever the fuck. And five. then
0: there's also, like, a weird moment where they have, like, uh, some, like, Hamilton-style rip-offs. Yep, yep, yep. It's just a real mishmash of things where it clearly doesn't know who it wants to be when it grows up.
1: Yeah, and so the moment that really embodied that for me, when I just, I couldn't, I actually just couldn't take the rest of the movie from this moment on, was when they did a minutes-long montage to Let's Get Loud. (laughs) What
0: was that? Why? Why was, okay, honest to God, and this will not shock a certain segment of people who... Know me and/or have listened to this podcast. I had never heard "Let's Get Loud" until that one moment when J Lo yelled it in the inauguration. Oh my god! And Twitter lost its damn mind. And I was like, I thought she was just being cute. How have you never heard "Let's Get Loud"? I hate that fucking song. And so, I still, even after that moment, never heard it. I just put two and two together that this was a song. Oh my god. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I, the things that I can protect myself from, it's, it's almost like a resume worthy skill, I think. Um, and so as this montage scene moment was happening, I just kept thinking like, certainly this song is not this la- uh, loud, <laughs> this long, <laughs> certainly this song is not this <laughs> no, it's so long! How is it so long and how did they just keep choreographing things for it? Why did they choose Let's
1: Get Loud in the year award? 2021!
0: Why? This song.
1: unclear how old it is. 1999! Shit, really? Why is this happening? That's old. Oh, it's old, I know. That's fucking old. I did not know it was an old song.
0: Oh, yeah. Dang. It's the worst. (laughs) It's not a great song. No. Maybe I'm wrong here, but it's not great. It's not my fave. I did not enjoy it, personally. Uh, I, like, of all the musical choices, like, we had the White Stripes... We had Madonna. We haven't talked yet about the fact that we had Seven Nation Army? I didn't hate it as much as I, as much as Let's Get Loud. Why? Why? (laughs) Who chose that? Who was like, you know what this fucking movie needs is this rock band shit in the middle of, like, the biggest plot point of the film for no reason. Okay. But was that's, why, that's
1: what makes that's what tells me this movie was written by someone who is not in touch with the youths.
0: Correct. That's correct. Like that's true.
1: I should not know the songs in this movie, to be so clear. Like
0: <laughs> absolutely. I should know. A thousand percent. A thousand percent.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And yet, Seven Nation Army.
0: Seven Nation Army! (laughs) There's, like, there's such a thing that people think they're accomplishing with Seven Nation Army, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's just, like, Mm -hmm. read the room, Jeff Bezos. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like, not today, Satan. No,
1: not today. (laughs) Not today. But, yeah, Let's Get Loud was, like, it was such a long... It was another town dancing moment. Mm-hmm. It really felt like Christmas on the Square. Like, lots of lots of that going on. And I just... But think. it was, like, it was
0: after all of the plot was resolved and yes. before the credits. So then there's just this... Oh. But also, narratively, what does Let's Get Loud accomplish? Sorry, I'm not over. <laughs> <laughs> it, like... Well, because a scene like that where it's like a movie musical so it has to recapture the like curtain call moment right yeah we get it but normally you roll the credits over it they didn't they were just like the movie's over isn't let's get loud and 25 minutes later we'll do the credits and in the middle (laughs) everyone's just gonna dance To let's get loud why i don't know
1: I'm so, I've never been more alarmed by a musical choice, maybe, ever. It was maybe, I, maybe ever.
0: It was unexpected. It was unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. also just kept going. It kept, it kept going! It, I, here, here's one that I'll go on record for. It was worse than... The numerous false endings in Return of the King means nothing I, to you, but there no. are some people out there screaming right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Peter Jackson put in like six fake endings at the end of Return of the King, and ew, yeah, it and it's like extreme. And that movie's already like four hours long, yeah, and it like the whole series of fake endings goes on for easily like 45 minutes it's probably not actually that long it's it's that long and this montage moment was worse (laughs) than that
1: i mean i i feel it in my soul
0: yeah yeah yikes so yeah um (laughs) jeff bezos Basically, what we're saying is the whole thing is hot garbage. And Uh also, it's like really fun, hot garbage. It's what we're saying is we're trash dogs. Yeah. 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 We, in this moment, are that scene from the trash dog episode of Downward Dog, (laughs) where Martin gets in to the landfill or whatever and has a slow-mo montage of him just ripping open trash bags. Yep. Yep. That's us watching this movie.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a train wreck that you wanted to, like, keep watching.
0: And then he, like, gets nauseous at the end, and then he gets reunited with Nan. Yeah. And in this situation, Pierce dad is Nan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <sighs> it is, it's truly such a fine line between, like... If you put Mamma Mia over here and you put Cinderella over here, like, it is a fine fucking line. And, like, maybe some people are on the other side and that's okay too, but, like... That's true. For me, like, both require a certain amount of wine.
0: Yeah, in the future, I would not recommend watching Cinderella Sober. Did you do that? I... I might have had a beer.
1: Oh, that's not enough.
0: It was not enough. No, Mm-mm. 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 that's like a deep rosé kind of situation. Sure is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, like it, it really all hangs in the balance. I think of how much rosé you have because mm. had I seen *Mamma Mia* for the first time sober, see, I think I it would have been see a Mama very Mia different for experience. the first time sober.
0: Yeah, and you had a very different experience. You. I had a fantastic experience though. Like I, I mean. <laughs> I've been saying it's my favorite movie since 2008 for a reason. So, like, I had a grand time. Right. (laughs) I did almost get us kicked out of the theater because I couldn't stop laughing at Dancing Queen, so. Right,
1: right. Having meltdowns since 2008.
0: absolute fucking meltdowns. The genesis of the show. Yeah. Yep.
1: But yeah, like, in the I don't know, in the right space of the universe, maybe at the right
0: age and point in time, it, this movie would do it for me in the same way? I don't know. I would watch it with people as a drinking game. Oh, interesting. I think that could be very fun. We've never played a mommy a drinking game, either. <clears throat> We're too old for drinking games. I think <laughs> I think Mama Mia and I have too intimate of a relationship at this point for drinking games because it would mm. just you know it's like so you get to know something too well, and then it would just be like waterfalling the whole time.
1: Yeah, you have to waterfall all of Dancing Queen for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah, which is not. Uh, otherwise, it would just be like drink every time. What's her face puts on the feather boa because I know that happens six <laughs> times in the scene. You know. It's like <laughs> Every
1: time she wears, like, a tutu and there's a fucking (laughs) scarf or whatever. There's always something.
0: Yeah, always something.
1: Drink every time
0: Meryl Streep rolls across a hay bale. Yeah.
1: Drink every time your dad's on the
0: screen. (laughs) See, I like that, because that's custom. It is custom. You're different right. people may have different You're right. dads. You're right. I like that. Well, we should now license we're on to this. Something. It's like
1: Outlander Destiny dice.
0: <laughs> Mamma Mia Destiny dads. <laughs> the game.
1: I dare you to put that on Etsy. shit
0: that's really funny. Ugh. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm there's a world of possibility here.
1: No you're right you're right. <laughs> I just searched "mommy a board game and apparently it's a children's educational game about pizza making. What? <laughs> it's a card game.
0: Oh my god, why? And why was it made like a million years ago? I don't know. Why is it based on on eBay for $38? $38? I
1: don't know. Oh my god. I gotta be more specific with my search. Mamma Mia movie board game. No, I just keep getting Mamma Mia. Oh my goodness. All right. That means mm-hmm. that the, that there's nothing else out there.
0: Fertile ground.
1: It it is, right.
0: Anyway, Destiny Dads. <laughs> can't,
1: can't. <laughs> it feels like that should be a like a a brand.
0: <laughs> what if that becomes like our parent company? It sounds like Ronji, so I'd rather not, but (laughs) It does sound like a a Porn spinoff It does I'm sorry
1: I did just find a It was called a Mamma Mia 20 questions game for Bridal Shower And it's called Knowing Me, Knowing (laughs) You What? (laughs) But none of the questions are about Mamma Mia yeah, why would you go halfway? What? We really missed an opportunity.
0: Wow. Anyway. Anyway, speaking of meltdowns. <laughs> give us a reason. <laughs>
1: Just give us a reason to talk about Mama Mia.
0: Okay. Yeah, I love that as always, this episode about Cinderella was just a shadow <laughs> episode about Mamma Mia. <laughs> I have no regrets. Any episode can be a Mamma Mia episode if you try hard Ooh. enough. It's the Outlander rule. You're right. You
1: are so right. You know what? Yeah. We never brought in our segment.
0: What was our segment? Our James Bond. um... Oh, you're right. Whatever segment. There hasn't been any James Bond news since then, though. Not not really news. It's just been, like, it's been news about the
1: gas station more than anything else, and that's not really... The gas station? Have you missed this? Yes. The show that Sam Hewen is filming filmed at a gas station during the gas shortage in the UK, and everyone got mad because the gas station was closed, (laughs) and it's been, like, a hot news story. In our Google Alerts.
0: I missed this entirely. Is this the show that he posted that picture from? Yeah. Which also
1: sparked, like, several headlines that are just like, they don't know what's in his cup of coffee.
0: Why are they concerned?
1: Outlander fans baffled by what is in Sam Ewan's cup on new thriller set. Uh, This is real. (laughs) Imagine writing that
0: fucking article i can't i mean the good news is most of them are written by algorithms so yeah Um, truly yikes
1: but yeah the parking the the gas station has been really fun
0: i missed that oh there it is i missed that that's so funny
1: um
0: wow he sparks driver
1: outrage (laughs) that's my favorite But yeah, there's no no news <laughs> on the James Bond front, but I we wanted to come with some hot takes from only our Google alerts and no research. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so right now it seems like a like a a neutral, I guess, is what we'll say. The odds are neutral.
0: <laughs> yes. I so I've um, I'm having a hard time getting a good read on the situation because I do think on one hand um, it's not looking great for the white men.
1: Yes, agreed. Of the
0: James Bond pool. Agreed. And I think if it were not for that, if it were not for, like, this moment uh, in, like, D&I initiatives and media,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I think Sam Heughan would stand a much better chance. Correct.
1: I do think he is the exact right age yeah. for it at this moment.
0: I think everything about him is exactly what they would traditionally be looking for. Yeah. Um, and I think like in any other environment, he would have been a shoe in Yeah. And I suspect that that's part of why he's been dumping so much money mm-hmm. into this effort because I think he knows that. Yeah. And I just want to be clear that I'm not weighing in one way or another how I feel about any of this because I could not give less of a shit about James Bond <laughs> if I tried. <laughs> I'm just calling it as I see it. <laughs>
1: I've seen so many commercials for this movie this week. And every time I hear him do his little, like, the name's Bond, James Bond, I'm like, <laughs> that's all this man wants in this entire world. It's all, like, it's all I, he wants. I
0: also think And part think of me wants that, that
1: for him just because
0: I, that's all he wants. See, that's my thing is I think that it's time to end the tyranny of the white man. Fine. Agreed. But I also think as, like, a final send-off, we just have to give it to Sam Hewitt. <laughs> I think he deserves one. And then we can be done with white James Bond. Like the bridge from Daniel yes. Craig
1: yes. to yes. diversity is somehow to Idris Elba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <for> Samuel. <laughs> like Idris Elba is older, and that's why I think Sam Hewitt—that's mm. the only thing he has on him—is that he could run this for ten or fifteen years. And
0: is Idris Elba really that much older than him? I think he's in his fifties, right? I have no idea.
1: I mean, I will—I will do a Google, but
0: um, also, what's his face from Bridgerton? I don't think he—he's sh- going to get it. He's—I—he seems too young, but he. Is He's, like, four. such an it guy that, like... Idris
1: Elba is 49.
0: Okay. And Sam Hewan's what, like, 44?
1: Like, 42. 41, 42. He's not that much younger. No. But I was... I saw something that said that Daniel Craig was James Bond for 15 years. So if you're thinking 49 to era. 65... 64. mm That's the only chance he has.
0: That's Yes. No, you're
1: you're not wrong. I think um the Bridgerton guy, like he got too buzzy too soon, but has nothing else on his resume that I'm aware of. He may have things on his resume, but I think that he has both like somehow pigeonholed himself and not done enough.
0: It also seems like since Bridgerton got big and he, like, pulled out of production that he's just disappeared off the face of the planet. Yeah, yes. Like, he got huge, and I don't know what he's doing with it now. I mean, I'll look that up, too, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know who else is in the running for Bond, but I There's think...
1: somebody whose name I recognize and I always see it and I can't tell you right now.
0: I just feel like no one else has given up as much of their career for it as Sam Heughan. Agreed. And again, I'm not putting a value judgment on that. I just think it is obvious to anyone (laughs) paying attention. Yeah.
1: It seems like the Bridgerton guy has not been cast in much else. He's got, like, two other credits in the future.
0: Hmm. A CIA
1: operative turned assassin, so Okay. Okay. He's doing that same game.
0: He's So yeah, now he's on the Sam Heughan beat, where it's like, maybe I'll just do everything spy adjacent, and then you'll hire me.
1: Oh, but he's not the lead. Huh. It's, it's a Chris Evans movie, and Ryan Gosling. That's too many of the same men in one movie.
0: Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. You know them. They look... I, well, I know Ryan Gosling. I don't know any of the Chrises. Gun to my head, if you put all the Chrises in a lineup... I might be able to do Pratt. Chris Evans has the big sweaters
1: with knives out.
0: Sure. You should actually see knives out, because it's... I'd recognize the sweater. I know the picture you're talking about. Fucking delightful. I couldn't put a face to the sweater.
1: Sure. The sweater's more important than the man, if that helps.
0: So true. That's so true. Um, But yeah, all the other ones, couldn't tell ya. No. Well, well,
1: <laughs> this is taking it. Time. Anyway,
0: Um I think you should watch the Jeff Bezos, Pierce Dad, Cinderella. Yeah. I think that's a worthwhile investment of your time. Just be prepared. Go in eyes wide open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think James Bond is a stupid franchise and whoever they hire is fine, but I think it deserves to be recognized that Sam Hewen has given away his life's fortune to do this job. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> That's kind of amazing. I also think that Pierce's dad is a... I was about to say he's my one true dad, but I don't mean that. He's an important dad. And also, all of the Chrises in Hollywood are the same. Except for Chris Pratt, because he's the worst. All of the Chrises in Hollywood are the same. (laughs) (laughs) I said what I said. I don't know enough about the other Chrises to... I'm just assuming. Say that. I mean, at least one of them dated Miley Cyrus, right? No, that was know. the that I don't know. That was a that different was a Hemsworth. Hemsworth, yeah. Isn't there a Chris
1: Hemsworth? There is, but I don't know if that was the one.
0: I know it wasn't. Anyway, they all seem like nightmares. I don't know. Some I number he- of them are somehow involved with a Schwarzenegger. That's Chris Pratt. Is that Pratt? Yeah. I don't Chris know
1: Evans. I've heard is fine.
0: They are... I, I can only speak to my facial recognition of any giving Chris. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I can't know. I can people. One of was neighbors with
1: his parents. It was a whole thing. Okay. I have some knowledge that, the, sure. that he's fine.
0: <laughs> I think... Whatever. That's all I know. <laughs> I
1: don't engage with many Chrises. No. As, a, as a practice.
0: No. So this has been all of the opinions...
1: But anyway, if you want to, it, if you want, <laughs> if you want in in to talk more about episode. Chris Pratt, you can join us on the Everyone Podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, additional Chris-related opinions can be found on our other podcast. Um, yeah. If you'd like to, well, I'm about to steal your bit, but if you want to play a fun game where you just like shoot a picture of a Chris and ask me which Chris it is, <laughs> you can do that at our Twitter at Hate Watch with us.
1: That would be a fun... It could be,
0: like, a fun pop quiz to see if I know the Chrises, because the answer is I don't. I'm going to send you people who aren't
1: even a Chris and see but what happens.
0: I'll, I'll have no idea.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, you should definitely do that.
0: Yeah. Where where else can they find us if they want to harass me more about how little I know about actors?
1: Um. They can leave us a five-star review to harass you, but not a four or a three or a two or a one. Yeah, harassment. notes
0: are only allowed in five-star reviews. No notes yeah. if it's below a five-star review.
1: Yeah. Um, you can also send us an email to hatewatchwithus at com, or you can visit our website that may or may not be functional right now, TBD, <laughs> but <laughs> it's com. We'll figure it out. It definitely was broken last time I went on there, but I didn't. Oh, yeah, no, that's broken.
0: Yeah, I gotta pay
1: for it. That's why.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Oops. Oops.
1: Um. If people want to go to websites that function,
0: where should they go? If you you want to go to a website that functions, that also maybe has information about the show, you can find our friends over at the Thought Bubble Audio Network. Um, They're a network of podcasts who actually pay their bills. And they can be found over at Thought Bubble (laughs) FM. On (laughs) On Thought Bubble FM on Twitter, ThoughtBubbleAudio.com, ThoughtBubbleAudio at Gmail.com. And you can search for them on Patreon, and you go to Patreon and find their search function and type in Thought Bubble Audio. Yeah. Because I refuse to learn how Patreon works. Yeah, we think that work- that's how it works. We think that's how it works. But you could also probably Google Thought Bubble Audio Patreon and shoot you right in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is how Google works. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all we got. That's it. That's the show, folks. Um, wait, we didn't even mention! We got through this whole episode and we didn't want mention this is the start of Dad Month. <gasps> oh, this is the beginning of Dad <laughs> Month. Yes. This, yes. We are about to embark on a journey that we are calling Dad Month.
1: Yeah, this is the first installment because this, Pierce Dad
0: kicked us off. This is in honor of our dad, Pierce Dad. And throughout the rest of the month, we will be engaging in content featuring our various dads. Yeah. And I can't remember all of them, but I know we've got some real twists and turns and true delights. Yeah, I feel like we shouldn't spoil, but... um... Although, don't we need to tell folks what their homework is if they want to join us for Dad Month? Yeah, okay, so we'll tell
1: them what next week's is. Okay, fair next enough. Next time, enough. I don't want to commit to a week, but <laughs> <laughs> next time we, this is a different dad, because it's not a like a canon dad, it's like a a side sidebar dad. Um, He'll end watching, up being a
0: dad by the time this is all over.
1: We're watching Billboard Dad.
0: Billboard Dads! This has been on the calendar for so long, so and we are finally long. prioritizing it. Thank yeah. you to... The wonder and glory and magic that is Dad Month.
1: Yeah. So, um, big props to our Everwood dad. Our second yeah. Everwood dad, maybe. Our second
0: Everwood dad. This, yeah, this is in partnership with our other podcast, the Everwood Pinecast. Yeah. It's only weekly independent <laughs> podcast. I love that we
1: can partner with ourselves. <laughs> it's so it's a collaboration. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Exclusive content exclusive content. You can only get it here. I hate watching this. Yeah. Okay. Now we're done for real. Billboard dads. Watch it. And then the next time we have content out, it'll be that content. Yeah. Get hype.
1: (laughs) Alright. Well, thank you for listening to this hot mess. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.